Next theme, here we go. Right. Hi, I'm Abby McNally, and I am still a baby in Christ. I just got saved last March. I just started reading the Bible for the first time last March, and I'm not all the way through it yet, but I've got a lot, a lot of the way through it. And I don't read it in traditional order at all, so... For me, that kind of makes more sense. And I was just talking to Terry about that this morning. It's For me, it's really hard to read the Bible in the order that it's put together in. I don't feel like it makes sense in that order. Um, and, that's, and that's why we're reading it. We're going through it each time. Just it. And I'm glad we are because yeah. it's... Because I'm going to make it make sense to you, like, why yeah. why it's in the order it's in and, and why they do it. You know, God did what he did. This is a divine book. So it's made in sequence for a reason. Yeah. You know what I mean, but but it's not it's not bad to jump around and read different things because, but 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 to understand the whole context of the entire story from front to beginning to beginning to end, it it makes a a, a complete pattern to why Jesus came. You know what I mean? Why why what yeah. what it was all set up to do? You know what I mean? And and, and how the events transpired of, of Jesus. Oh, by the way, I'm Terry Rustin, and I'm here today with you talking about Jesus. So, but you know that that that's that's the main thing that you got to understand. It. It's it's about the story of the Lamb and and, and when he will come and how he will come and, and who he will be. You know what I mean? A lot of that and how what bloodline he'll come from. You know what I mean? Like it it, it follows the lineage of, of a certain person throughout time. That 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 bloodline is the divine bloodline. You know, of uh, uh, for the Lamb that will come to be sacrificed for to save us all which in it is jesus but we're going to start back in genesis and we'll just recap what we talked about you know like um throughout the last couple days you know about jesus or about god the creation adam and eve i think we're on to number seven i think we got to the sabbath day Um, yeah we stopped on the seventh day and we talked mm-hmm. about the Sabbath, and we didn't. We, we left off right before the Garden of Eden, so we can start at the Garden of Eden, which is one of Let's my start at the garden. That's a good place parts. to start. Yeah, so I mean, as this a little is... girl, I've always been very, very drawn to any anything about the Garden of Eden. I don't know why. I just well, me, it's, 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 it's where we started from. You yeah, know what I mean? It's, I've just it's, always sat and mean start it's not god's start but it's, it's where man started it's, and it's yeah. where we're going to return well, to and one it's day what he created for it. it's it's what he intended for our life to be you know it's where he intended for us to live and so since i was a little girl i've always sat and pictured the garden of eden and that's like my happy place whenever people say go to your happy place i go to what i imagine the garden of eden to be because to me exactly how he explained life to be right here is just perfection i can't imagine a better life you don't you just get to sit with the animals and love them all day you have all these beautiful yeah, things worship god and just worship sit god. around and, sit right, and, and face to face talk to him and ask him every question in the world my goodness i would just sit for all day long asking him question after question after question so and and and, and that's you know that's why and that's why god kicked us out of there you know because we he didn't even look at our faces anymore after he, wanting more than that i mean how could you want more than that i i don't understand so but go ahead start the story and we'll go from there and the lord god planted a garden eastward in eden and there he put the man whom he had formed and out of the ground made the lord god to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food 
the tree of life also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And a river went out of Eden to water the garden, and from thence it was parted and became into four heads. The name of the first is Pison, that is it which compasseth the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold. And the gold of that land is good. There is Bedulium and the onyx stone. And the name of the second river is Gihon. The same is it that compasseth the whole land of Ethiopia. And the name of the third river is Hedekiel. That is it which goeth toward the east of Assyria. And the fourth river is Euphrates. Man to care for the garden. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Alright, let's just stop right there. Um, so, why do you think God put his tree in the garden? If they're not supposed to eat it? Well, so. <laughs> because he gave us free will. And at that point in time, the only, I mean, so think about it, right? You've got free will, but free will for what? You've got everything provided for you. What could you possibly do wrong? There had to be one thing, at least of temptation, to give you free will. Otherwise, you actually don't have free will. You're just walking around having everything provided for you. So there had to be, to prove that he's giving you free will to me, that was that was it. That was the proof that you have free will. I'm going to put this out here and I'm going to tell you not to do it. Now I'm going to watch your free will. It's like, otherwise, how could we ever prove our love to him? You know, because like what else is there besides him? You know, right. He's, he's just loving us. Right. You know what I mean? He he's wants, just he giving wants to, to us. see that back from what yeah. he could. It's like your kid. You know, you don't want your kid to be forced to love you you want your kid to want to love you you want your kid to want to be with you so and you know you know what happens like if, if a rich person just gives his kids all these things and all these things they become unappreciative yeah. they become all these things and that's kind of what God, God's doing here he, like you said he's given us free will it's something we talked about just today you know it, it's this is so important because th this tree represents us you know what I mean our free will so God put this in the garden and God already knew, because God works outside of nature, outside of the universe, what was going to happen. And he still did it. And he still did it. You know Knowing what I mean? Because he, pain it was going to bring him. Yeah, that he was going to have to suffer with us for a long time. Can you imagine? But, but, I mean, just that's why moment, he created us. Imagine a God that's that good, that he knows all. He knew that he could have just not put that tree there, and he could have just had us forever. And he could have mm -hmm. never had his heart broke. There would have never been any of that. But that was but selfish of God. Want, it would be selfish. He, it, right. he would have so never had that free will. So he chose, just like he knew the pain that was going to cause whenever he sent his only begotten son. Time and time again, our God is so good that he knows the pain that this is going to bring him. But he loves us so much that he goes ahead and does it anyways. I mean, he gives so much it's just it's just proven over and over just something as that you know he put that tree there knowing that that was going to separate us from him for billions of years and yeah. he still did it but yeah and and you know there's only two trees out there you know what i mean so 
you got this other tree. If you go eat off of that one, you get to live for eternity. But if you eat off of this one, you're gonna die. You, you get to you know. And then the devil told him, you know, that as we'll find out here in a minute, the devil tells them basically, like, you know, th yeah, you'll, you'll be just like God if you eat from this tree. And man's ever going in search to be like God, like we are trying to be today in creation, Wanting is. Yeah, it is this tree of knowledge. So this this tree represents not only what God, his great love, also his great understanding of, of what we're about to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? He sees, he's already seen what we're about to do to the earth, to ourselves, and, to his people. You know, it's just like the car example I gave you, how he, he wants us to learn. So he knew that there was going to be a point in time where man was going to want to be like him and man was going to. Well, that's, that's what happened with Satan. That's what happened with Satan. That's what happened with Lucifer is, is he tried to become God. You know what I mean? He tried to take over God and God cast him to the earth because he over time and God didn't want that with man. You know what I mean? Man, man was something bigger than that. It, it was his image where the angels were only basically a deity of two parts. We were the Trinity of three parts, God's spirit and the, whole, and the Holy spirit um, and man where they couldn't do that. They didn't have the body. They were only given the two parts. So um, the devil hates man because he, he was given something that God only gave to us. So all the angels got together, which we'll see in the end, a little bit in a minute here, got together or the bad ones and they went with Satan and it, and got God cast them to the earth. You know, so, you know, all this, all this is taking place at, at, during, in heaven before God creates this. You know what I mean? Satan's already coming down here and doing this stuff and he's already on earth. So you got to understand God already knows what happens. Like he already been through it with Satan. So he doesn't want that to happen to man. He doesn't want man to just go away from him and, and just never love him like Satan did and turn all of his people against him. You know, so God, God, God says, I'm going to make man a little differently. I'm going to give him free will. I'm going to, I'm going to, cause he's so special to me. I'm, and cause I gave him this body. I gave him something more than I gave him uh, dominion over the animals. I gave him dominion over the earth. I gave him dominion over all things, you know? So Satan hated that. Satan just hated it so bad that he went to the garden of Eden to tempt them to be like God, like he tried to be, you know what I mean? So he couldn't do it. So he thought, if I can't do it because God is more powerful than me, what if the people that were made in God's image, I could tempt them in order to trick them so they could be like God and maybe us all together will be more powerful than God. And that's it. in his crazy mind. That's what he thinks. You know what I mean? He still thinks that to this day, like he will be God. You know what I mean? It's I just know. he really does. He that's it, all he's it's after. a sickness in himself. You know what I mean? He, he's a sociopath, he, and and that's that. And if it, you anyone's know, that's, ever stepped into like really darkness in their life, you'll know for a fact that that's true because that's that's literally his goal, and he he does he will use he will try to deceive you into believing that he is. He can give you more than God can give you. I've had it. You can be, you can be Athena. Myself. You know what I mean, right? You can be. You can be the princess of the world. You could. He did it to Jesus. You could have it all, Jesus. He whispered in his ear, "It can all be yours. I can make you the king of the world. Everything." And Jesus, yes, he'll promise it. you anything and everything because he truly believes. That well, he has dominion over the earth. So I he believe can that he, he believes that if he has enough people. 
that he would be able to overthrow God. And that's why he tried to gather all the angels because he wanted, you know, if I get this many yeah. angels together, then we can be more powerful than God, not understanding God created each and every one of you. How could that be? So, right, right. And, and he still can't get that through his head. You know, he can't, he can't get that. And that, that, the tree of life makes that ha all happen. You know what I mean? This is, this is God's proof to Satan that he's not going to win. Yeah. So he puts this basically this trophy out in the middle of a field and it's basically like Satan I'm going to beat you and Satan says no you're not I'm going to do the same thing you did that I did in heaven you. and I'm going to tempt these people and God said go ahead go ahead tempt them let them eat from the tree I put the tree there so they could eat from it so you could tempt them so I they will return to me one day yeah and he has just been patiently waiting I mean we read about it all through um in the New Testament, I mean, there's so many, so many references that speak about the bride has to be ready and he will patiently wait. He will patiently wait. He knows it's yeah. not, you know, people talk about the rapture and the second coming. Like, oh, I don't want to tell you on Revelations just the other day. Yeah, you just quoted it. Yeah. Yes, so exactly. and, this is and the thing is, you know, he knows when his bride's ready. He knows. He, it's not like he could just, oh, maybe I missed it. No, no, no. He knows all of our hearts. He knows yeah. when we're all ready. He will wait. He will wait until everything. Yeah, he, ha he has waited. He's proven and there that. Is, that's exactly. And that's why I believe that there's so many of us gathering right now with such a fire in our hearts to gather saints and get people prepared and ready because we feel it. We feel it's time. I mean, my goodness, yeah. the pain, if you sit and just focus on it for a minute, it just overtakes me. Right. He's so ready. He's so ready. But why but, would but he come another thing, and let you know, millions it, go to hell? You know, why would people he think People think this is the end time. You know, Revelations was not the end time. It was the coming back of Jesus, the, the end of, Jesus. of old times, the, the end of the beginning of times. I mean, the beginning, the beginning of, the, of the thousand years of peace. So, you know, when you, when I even see that, I just want to stop them and be like, you are just so wrong. It's the end of it's, Satan's it's the your old world. here on earth. You know what I mean? Yeah, your old world is going to end. And I am celebrating the beginning of the new life, yeah. a new way of a way that Jesus intended it for always to be for 2000 yeah. years. Christians have struggled to get to this point. You know what I mean? We fought a battle through the centuries. We have fought and fought and fought and fought and fought to get to the point where we were here, where we are today, where Jesus will, will bring peace upon the land. Right. We, you know what I mean? Where there's been indifferences, there's been everything going on and pestilence throughout the land, people fighting different religions, different things going on since Jesus left, you know, before Jesus and Jesus said that one day there's going to be peace and that peace and that time is the beginning time not the end times you know people, yeah. so people just need to get that out of their minds they need well, to yeah a lot of people um just believe that the rapture's gonna come you're gonna take us home we're good to go and then you know those poor people who aren't saved are just gonna be stuck here to deal with satan running around and tormenting and torturing and all that and it's like you know in my in my that just doesn't make sense to me because why would that be why why would god do that what who's supposed to save the ones that are left if we're all just taken up to heaven and we get to just sit and kick back and enjoy i mean it just doesn't well, they, they, they come with you they come with jesus in the army exactly 
We come yeah. and we fight. They've, the they've, already, they've already went back. You know what I mean? That Jesus has formed his army already. You know what I mean? It, it says that he will form his army prior to his return. And no one will know the day or the time or the month or the year, but there will be signs. There will be signs of this time. And then, and then sure, we'll get into a bunch of all those signs later, but let's keep on reading through Genesis here. And out of the ground, the Lord formed every beast of the field. Did I skip a part? No, that's okay. Every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. And Adam gave names to all cattle and to the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found and help meet for him. The Lord caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib, which the Lord had taken from man, made he a woman, and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones, and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. And they were right, let's stop let's stop right there and, and we're going to talk about men and women now god clearly talks directly about man and woman mm -hmm. so there's a clear distinction of these two things so i mean if anybody thinks that there's any otherwise we just read to you in the bible that god clearly made man and woman so and then Adam named them. So if you were anything other than one of those two things, Adam did not name you. Yes. Man named you, and you are not of God. Yes. So, so all right. Sorry, I just wanted to throw that in there. It's <laughs> well, very important because it's you know it's it's one of those because people get confused. Where, yeah, I, it is. It's and people it's, with all it, them letters. It breaks you know my know heart. Mean? It makes me sad. It, it, it does. I don't want would... to hurt feelings, but I can't it's help but stress it. that you need to understand. I'm going to hurt feelings. I promise yeah, you. It's, it's, Let me say it then. I don't. I don't time, mind hurting it's feelings. Time to stop. The truth hurts people that aren't are sinners, and I can't sit by and allow it to happen without no. saying something. And just, I can't. That would be not holy of me. Yeah, I can't in good conscience. Not because what what's the scripture? I just read it today. Um, it's a sin to know and not tell. Basically, mm -hmm. it was Paul. He was telling the church, you know, and it, it was it, it was in my book, The Purpose Driven in Life. And he's talking about, you know, if you're seeing someone do something that's wrong. And James talks about it, too, actually. Mo Moses did it. David did it. If you see someone doing wrong, stop it. If you see it. someone doing something wrong, stop it. And so here's the thing that you need to understand. If, if it was ever intended for you to have the free will to change the way you were created, then it would have been, it would have been possible through God. Ad, Ad right? would already it wouldn't you. take Ad knives and, and procedures and weeks to heal. It wouldn't take all these things that man made and understand that if, if you are man made, you're not, you're not, you're not of God. God. And, you're and God. You're you know man -made. that you're the things of man, this world man -made. Are, are not of God and so they lead to death that's not life eternal that means that that you will you will die and not have life eternal so what's more important to you to have life eternal or to enjoy getting to, to change with the blow of the wind during your life I mean it's it's and, and you know that that's what the the Bible did it gave us the Torah 
brought forth morals, yes. a moral basis to, for us to live by. You know, that, that that's why Moses wrote the Torah. He wrote it for a basis and morals for all humanity to live by. And if you can't fall within those, you can't be part of humanity because human can't survive without these moral laws. Right. If not, you just become animals. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the separation between humanity and animals is morality. And and in that in that morality is God. Yeah. You know, and, and God gives God talks about whenever you um whenever you speak without thought, all these things you become that of an animal, of a beast. And that's no, exactly what he means there is he's saying that if you just do things without thinking them through first, without using morals and values, you are no better than an animal. An animal you doesn't are, know no, better. You are, you are, an, say yes. that you are an animal. You are an animal. You because are an animal. that's what separates us from animals is having the morals to know better. An animal doesn't know better, but we do. Right. We do. You don't. And, and how, how do we know better? Through the word. Through the word. Through the word. And honestly, our instinct. I mean, I, I know that. Yeah, that's our instinct. Your instinct yeah. is our word. It, it's bred into us. It it's taught to us. It's how we live our society. It's how we kill our food. It's how we communicate with one another. It's all based in the morality of this thing in this one book. All the morale and morality of the entire world is based in this, in this book. one book. It comes from here. It comes from everything that you do. Why there are so many things being taught that are outside of this book? I don't. I don't understand it. I don't understand how you can believe that there is anything outside of this book right here that's real. If it didn't it, come from this book, it's not real. It's and I want to talk not. about that too because um, a lot of people misunderstand uh, about the authentic authenticity of the Bible. Okay, um, there's a book out there, a book of Enoch. I think we've talked about this book before. And, and the reason the book of Enoch and things like that are not in the Bible, because they had to gather multiple of the exact same documents. So there would be 20, 40, 400 scribes of John of the exact same documents. And they compared them and said, these are all the same. So this is what we're using. And if they find one copy of something, it can't be authentic. It's man-made. So the book of Enoch, yeah, it's got, yes, there was a guy named Enoch. He was in the Bible. Yes, a lot of that stuff's true. But it cannot be authenticated because there's only one copy. So all the other books in the Bible, everything except for Moses' books, were all written through multiple people's testimonies of the events. Multiple Sometimes 400, up to 400 of the and exact same writings. So that's how you know it's a divine book. I mean, they're exact same translations in 400 books. You play telephone. You know what I mean? It's impossible to people in different regions to do these things without the book being divine. So when the book was brought together, they said, we have enough of these to verify the authenticity that this book is truly what the Bible says. Yeah. So a lot of people think, oh, the Bible was just written. No, no. I've actually even heard before the Bible is just there um, to give them control over us, the government, because if we follow this, then, you know, we're obedient. Um, 
No, if you don't well, follow that, you're obedient to man and the government. Exactly. You have a master. Who do you pay your taxes to? Exactly. That's like literally flipped. Because if I read the Bible and I don't believe anything outside of this Bible, then I don't believe anything that the government's told me. I mean, essentially, most of it. I don't believe in, you know, space. I don't believe in what they say about the stars, how they were formed and created. I don't believe that the moon is a rock that bounces light from the sun. I don't believe any of the thing, things that the government's forcing me to learn to get my diploma. I just believe what the globe, God told global me. Global warming. I mean, global I could go warming, on. That, one's, that one's a fun I one. I mean, that's a big one that they tried to enslave us through this global warming. Oh, and and the sun's a, supposed to explode here soon, and that'll just wipe us all out. You know, what I mean? and maybe that's God's plan. Maybe I, I don't know how it all ends. He right. doesn't tell me yet. You know what I mean? Right. But but it will end one day. He says it does. Mm -hmm. So there's For a beginning, sure. beginning and end. So you know what I mean? So God clearly said that they're going to be this end one day. And in that time, these events are going to transpire throughout this period of time. Jesus is going to come back. And that, that's why the Old Testament means so much, because it gives the presidents of the Jesus story and the rest of the story of revelations and the next story of the next chapter of Jesus's return, mm -hmm. the new beginning. You know what I mean? That's, that's why I think we're going to title it, you know, so I, I don't know. Well, it's important to know that, that, you know, like you said, it's not the end. It's, it's, it's the end of Satan's reign. It's the end of our separation from God. And it's the it's beginning the of, of the return to Eden. You know, we, we finally are going to get to go back home. We're right. finally going to get to be one with God again and not be separated from any, him anymore. Right. And it would make right. sense for the sun, though, to now I think about it, because he says that no more will the sun or the uh, moon be the light because his light will be so bright. So, yeah, I could see that them going away and it just being him. But the importance is, is, you know, I feel like a lot of this science is meant to. Science. Oh, I love science. <laughs> it's meant to keep people in fear. Oh, my gosh. The global warming is getting really bad and the sun's going to explode soon. We're all going to disintegrate and die. Okay. The asteroid's going to hit well, Earth. You know, science let's says. Let's not live in science. fear, guys. Let's just understand that, yes, the world will end. But Jesus is coming back. I mean, how can you not that's be excited a, about that? <laughs> that's a fact. He's That's coming a, back a, soon. We know he is. We've already entered the second Jesus revolution. Maybe the fourth, maybe the 15th. Who knows? But we know the documented. We know of one back in the late 60s, early 70s. And we've already came full circle back to it. Was, it. See, that before, before that, there was no need for revolution because Jesus was everywhere. He was everywhere. We, we were a nation founded on the principles. We didn't have to bring him back. He the was there. Con yeah, yeah, he was there. He was there. never away. He, stayed, he was there. He was in the midst of us, and, and now we need to bring him back because he let we we have left him. He didn't leave us. No. Just like when you were on drugs, he didn't leave you. He you left did. him. Yeah, now now he needs you to come back. He needs us to come back to him. And, and what's and incredible then, is again I say like it, the proof that he never left is that he he just he carried me through it. I could have a he's million carrying things us right now. could have happened, and he just carried me safely. To a place to where I could have my heart ready to go back to him again. He did it so lovingly. There was no condemning. There was no punishment. None of that. The only punishment I ever experienced was my own self-punishment that I inflicted on myself through guilt and shame. And you, and you still do. You still have self-guilt. I still guilt. do. I you still know do. I you, still have, do. You, have, you have societal guilt that you carry around with you. Mm -hmm. 
You know what I mean? And, and that that's part of the program. You you get to carry the societal guilt, whether you're a great 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 grandpa with a slave owner, and you should be you should have to pay people money and reparations because you should feel guilty that this happened to the Jews. You should feel guilty of what happened to. Well, you know what I feel guilty about? What you guys did to Jesus. Yeah. Why ain't nobody talking about that? Nobody. You know what I mean? I, yeah. You know what I mean? Look what we did to Jesus. I feel I feel bad about that. You know what I mean? If I'm going to carry around some guilt, to, that's, to, to that's the only guilt I feel. To teach us and to save us. And we just decided that we hated the truth so much that we wanted to brutally torture and murder him and hang him on a cross. I mean. For all to see. On the top of Mount Olives, you know what I mean? For for everybody to see. The whole known, known nation. That, that, that we want to make sure everybody knows that the king of the Jews is right here. And they hung the sign above his head. You know what I mean? Just to let everybody else know, in case you in case you missed it, this is him. This is the guy. This is the guy that said he was the king of the Jews. Yeah. So, but let's let's continue on. That's we got through the tree of life there a little bit. I think we're the temptation. <laughs> now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made, and he said unto the woman, "Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden." And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall surely not die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also under her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together, and made themselves aprons. All right, let's stop right there. Um, so, this knowing that they were naked thing, this is huge, um, because your dog doesn't know he's naked. Your cow doesn't know he's naked. The snake does not know he is naked. We know that we were naked. And so, that only began. There is your proof of God. I mean, if you need any other proof, just ask somebody. You know what I mean? Do you know you're naked? And they go, no, I'm not naked. I got clothes on. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you. God exists right well, here. Isn't your dog right here. On? Right here, right here. Case your dog <laughs> you, you're wearing clothes. You're wearing so, clothes. You're wearing clothes. You got clothes on. You know what I mean? And if it also clothes, goes back to though what we talked about before. You know the the free will thing. So had we never ate from the tree of knowledge and learned that we were naked, we would have lived this blissful life where we would have never needed anything. Everything was provided. I mean, literally, what people desire more than anything in the world right now is what we had and we weren't satisfied with yep. you don't have to worry about bills you don't have to worry about food you don't have to worry about any of it what am i going to wear today no they just were they just they just lived they just got up and just lived honestly it didn't even mention sleep so they probably didn't even have to sleep back then you, you, just, neither, right? you, just, you just lived, lived. 900, 982 years i mean like you know what i mean you just lived on you almost lived one whole day in god's life yeah. You know, and, and, and uh, that's why we don't live like that anymore because we, you know, we've fallen into sin and we fear death. And you, we'll read about this here real soon is, is why why we start 
our, our lifespans start getting shorter and shorter as the Bible progresses here. Um, you'll see like, uh, you know, they start getting into the 400 range, get down to the 300 range, down to the 200 range. This was 120. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then, uh, and you that know. Was, uh, that was like long. They, they talk about, you know, that being long. And then. Um, Abraham, you know, he was. Before they had the baby, he was 97. 90, yeah, he, Abraham oh. lived much longer. I think he was like three or 400. But then yeah. after Moses, it was, uh, I think Isaac was, or Jacob, when he became Israel, I think he was close to around 120 as well. But at that time, I mean, that was long for him. Yeah. So you see that just in that span, from Abraham to Moses, you've got Yeah, huge, there's a big... There's there's a huge difference in the amount of time that we're living on earth. And, and, and then there's a reason for that is because God, God already knows that we, we are going to be multiplying yeah. in, in increments of certain amounts. So he has to, in order to populate the earth properly, humans have to live a shorter amount of time. So God already knows even way back then that how many people are going to fit on this and how many people can survive and, and how many people well, and you can take care of. that's why it's sickening when people take this overpopulation thing into their own hands and have regulations on, like, you know, you can only have one kid in what countries ever in, like, China and things like that. To, to think that you would need well, to control like that yourself. I mean, God, God already designed a perfect... A perfect way for that to work itself out we we don't need to be throwing our babies in rivers because we're afraid that you know the, we can't have this much and you know all the conspiracies about how oh well this is because of overpopulation so that man it's god not, already god already knows that if you took all the humans on earth and you stuck them all together it would not even fill up ohio you know what I mean? Like stuck from shoulder to shoulder. Like well, that's. Well, if we didn't have yeah giant mansions and stuff everywhere and these huge massive factories and all that, I mean, think of how much space we just waste on these giant mansions for like tiny little families. Like you got a family of three in a house of six bedrooms, four car garage. You know, look at all the space that just gets wasted. And then there's people that have to have twelve people in a tiny home because they can't. And the people that live on the streets with nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I mean, if you tents. just go back to the Garden of Eden, I'm, I don't know because I wasn't there, but the way it's described here tells me that it was just a section of the entire earth. It was just a little a little part of it, just, just over in the mm -hmm. east, the Garden of Eden. So there was still all the earth left. So that tells me that we were never meant to need to fill all of it. We were meant to live together. As right, a right. And that, and it and then that's what God really intended for us. You know, like I said before, it's about community. It's about, it's about, you know, um, you can't have that when you're getting bigger houses and further apart and spacing everything out and trying to, Oh, I want to be as far as I can. Yeah, I don't want to be around nobody. Anybody ever. I don't ever want anyone to ever have to see me. I don't want to see anybody ever. And then that's why they, you know, what they did with the internet. We no longer have a personal connection where they took that away. It's Texting, me talking to you face to face. Calls. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's, it's taken away that personal connection. And that, that's how God connects with us. As two more present, God is present. Yes. So if you take people away from their connection, they no longer connect in a way that God intended. You know, you put rubber feet, you put rubber shoes on their feet, you put them, you separate them, you do those things. And, and, and then you take God away from them. Yes. And then, you know, that's, that's how you slowly ease God out I, of society. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
you just start taking out one two at a time. But those those are most important right there because yeah, I mean you can't even go in most places without shoes, which I get. You have to wear shoes in some areas, but that's because of the way we made it back when. But, but only in the Holy Land you would need to take off your shoes. Yeah, only exactly. when you're on Holy Ground. But you if, know, if you're going into Walmart, wear, before... wear shoes, please, people. You know what I mean? If you're at Walmart, please wear shoes. I've seen it. You know what I mean? These people need to wear better clothes at Walmart. But um, <laughs> more clothing. For sure. It, it, For sure. Yes. Let's stop. Let's stop taking our shirts and cutting them off into bras and all that. You know, we, yeah, just, we know we're aware that we're naked. So let's not go yeah. back to walking around naked. Um, right. Exactly. Exactly. Let's. let's, but let's and and that's why that's so important. You know that that we were that we're naked because, you know. Um, People, people need to understand like the, the body is, is, is something that is not supposed to be shown off. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not God covered it up. Yeah. You know what I mean? We covered it up in, in the garden as we found out we were naked because it's something that, that, that it, it grows desires. You know what I mean? Like if, if you can't see a beautiful woman, you don't have lust. Yeah. You know what I mean, it's not saying that a man is right to have lust, but is it not right for the woman not to make us lust? Right. You know what sure. I mean? For and, sure. You know, I get really annoyed with that, the whole thought that, well, you know, I should be able to wear whatever I want and he shouldn't. Um, well, but, you, you know, know, of human nature, so you know, the word designed for men, right? We just read it. Yep. They right were up designed rib. for men to have as a companion. So mm -hmm. I truly believe it is in a man's makeup to to. Desire so just, a woman. Just, like, just, just like that uh, Eve did with. Adam, she became the temptress. You know what I mean? And that, that's what a woman's doing when she's not wearing enough clothes. She is becoming the temptress. Yes. And, and what are you Adam really after when you're doing that? I mean, is it, are you just, are you wanting to prove a point? Are you wanting the, like, because I mean, honestly, it boils down to respecting your holy temple. You can't be respecting it when you're just blatantly not covering it i mean god gave that to you and that's 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 your and, and there's, there's a big problem with that you know in some churches you know they, they want you to wear the dresses they want you to you know what i mean and, and they want you to cover up completely because of the lust of, of of the people in the church so is, is it a moral responsibility of the person that would bring that upon the church to stop it or is it the church's responsibility not to have this all the time it's really hard for me because i you know, I understand it, but I also feel like there's a line to be drawn. I don't feel like I should have to cover every square inch of myself, you know. But why? Um, but why? You know what I mean? If, if you felt that you were causing lust in a situation, is it your responsibility to stop it? Yes. Yes. Yes, it, it is. Yeah, it is. Because that's what a Christian does. Sure. It's our responsibility, our moral code. If we see injustice, we as a bigger person, knowing that these people are unable to overcome their desires, we take it upon ourselves to be the bigger person, to go beyond the sin. Yes. And, and, and just and a limit. It's out of respect. It, that's what it is. It's out of respect out for of God. Respect. Yeah, respect right. for God. It's respect beyond God. anything else. Respect for yes, God. Mother. If this yes. is a problem for them, that that is on them. Yeah, but do, I mean? it, do what you need yeah. to do. Yeah. To do make it just it like the dishes. I mean, do what you need to do and to I just keep the household in order. And the purpose-driven life on I for think sure. day twenty, it's it talks about you know 
deny yourself. Yeah, maybe you weren't wrong at all. Like you've got this conflict with someone and maybe you were 1000% in the right, but who cares? Be the bigger what, what person. What benefit does that have? They can't be the situation. bigger person and apologize. So be the bigger person and, and talk to them about it. You fix it somehow, find a way. Find a way. There's, a, there's always a solution to every problem. Yes. You know what I mean? And no matter what problem Even if you it's have. Even yourself and being the bigger person. And this is like the hardest thing. Nah, I sure is because it's hard for people to hear, and I get a lot of resistance. It's hard, it's hard to do. It's hard. You know what I mean? Do. Like you got to, you got to really identify the situation and see that you are the wrong person. And if you're, that makes you the bigger person. You have to be able to step outside the situation, like God does, and look at it from an aerial view and say, "Who is the wrong person?" Okay, it's them, but if the situation deems I will be the bigger person, not the right person, the bigger person, and clear this situation up. And it literally talks about that. Like instead All over of focusing the on where the blame goes, don't even don't even get focused on that. It doesn't matter where the blame goes. It really doesn't, doesn't matter. Because when you focus yeah. on that, then you get into vanity and you get into and that's that's and you start getting into you spiraling, get you start spiraling into other things. You start getting it can into go on for hours. No, and yeah. it never I mean, resolves anything. If you could just throw the blame to the side, it doesn't matter who's in the right or who's in the wrong. Let's just fix this. How can we fix it? What can we how can we fix it? How many times have you told, heard me say that? What do we got to do to fix this? What is it? What's the problem? Let's analyze it. Let's find the solution to it. It doesn't matter who's wrong or right. I just want I need to know all the information mm -hmm. so I can make this problem go away. Right. You know what I mean? You know, and if people don't give you all the information, it's hard to solve the problems. You know, so you you want to try to gather all the information about the problem. And that was a message I got from Stephen that said, you know, the problem with getting advice from humans is that nine times out of ten, well, don't take advice from aliens. Yeah. Well, I'm saying you got to you got to <laughs> from yeah, people. From people, when you get advice from anyone but God, you get it from a person. Nine times out of ten. You're not going to give them every day. I mean, I don't have time to sit and tell you every detail from the last year of my life that led up to this right. issue in my life. I just don't have time for that. We, we right, so I'm going to give you my big conversion. It only benefits me and then take your so advice. So I give you okay. the information that I feel like is relevant to what led up to it. But I probably just laying your decision in my favor. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Subconsciously, you're going to. You're going to just give the information that sways it in your favor. So then that person is giving you really, really, really great advice based on what you gave them. Yeah. But what did you leave out that, that was very vital and important that you just, you didn't want to admit it, you didn't want to say it, or you forgot it, or whatever, that mm -hmm. led it to not be the advice that you need. But you see, God... He knows the heart of you and that person. He knows all of it. He knows, he knows everything. Right. So when you go to him with any conflict, that's the best answer that you can get. And this, I struggle with it all the time. It's hard for me because I, I immediately want to go get advice. But if I just pray about it, it always works itself out, you know. And so I kind of do a merriment of the two. I like to get advice and then I pray about it as well. And then I, you know, but importantly, you have to seek God on it because, again, He knows all of it. He knows. He's beginning the end. Yeah, yeah. He, he wrote it. He wrote the road. He, he drew the map. And He made mm -hmm. that person. He made them both. Yeah. So yeah, both of you. So he, you can't, like I told you before, you can't ever know what I'm feeling. No, you can't. Ever, it's, ever. it's my perspective. I, I can only give to you my opinion yes. because I'm different than you. We yes. are uniquely made by God, so I cannot 
And your I brain love cannot be my brain. analogy for this. I did this with a friend. So I set a box of cereal down and I said, okay, what do you see on that side of the box of cereal? Okay. And then from my side, I just see this. So I can never see what's on that side of the box of the cereal. And you can never right. see what's on this side of it. We just can't. We're not, we're not positioned to. But we can argue about, we can argue about this box here. all day long. Yes. Right. So we both yeah. have very, very different definitions of what's going to be inside this box. Because you're seeing the fun, you know, the marketing, like all the pictures and the tiger on the front and all that. And I'm seeing the nutrition facts. And I'm like, this is really bad what's in there. And they're seeing this really good what's in there. It's a really perfect analogy because yeah, it sure is. Yeah. Any box of cereal you can do this with. The front looks mm -hmm. so great, so beautiful, so wonderful. And the back has what's really in there. So you've got two completely different, and you can never, ever see the other one. I can't convince you that this is going to kill you. And you can't convince me that there's nothing wrong with it. because it's Yeah, it's just, great. It's great. It's going to make you happy, and there's a tiger going to come out. And you're like, no, this is surely going to kill you. It's got so arsenic in it. In it's got strychnine in it. It's got corn flour. <laughs> 9,000 calories. You're going I to die. I think this is another word for embalming fluid. I don't... <laughs> yeah, exactly. You it's know what I mean? frightening. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. So. It is a good analogy, but you know, and, 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 but, but when Jesus is able to see both sides of the box, he's able to say, Hey, I know both sides of the story. So, so just listen to me and, and, and you guys can enjoy this box together. And that's why your advice There's nothing ever both the of us. best, best advice ever. No matter what the problem is, you can just open up the book right here. I love just calling it the book because it's the only one you need to read. It's but, a book. Yeah. Um, just open it up and, you know, anywhere you land, there's there's that scripture. It'll benefit for some situation in your life. And if you just keep seeking and pray, if you both just sit down and pray together, I promise you, God will lead you to a scripture that will just really resolve that situation. And yeah, how many arguments have you ever seen? Like you're, you're arguing and you both get out the Bible. And, and, and you can't break, argue anymore. Have you ever seen this before? Like, no, who's going to argue now? Like, right. We both break out the Bible and we're like, all right, let's battle. And you're like, battle. Well, scripture Psalms 23 says, you know, and you're like, Leviticus 58 says, and you're like, okay. You know what I mean? Exactly. Now, now we're, you know, exactly. now, now we're having, a, now we're having a conversation. To, you know, a, a, just a common ground. You can, yeah. you can find right, right, common exactly. ground here and just you can find common ground in there. Yeah. Just and now, now you're no longer it. even think about that retarded thing you're talking about. It, you're digging it means into God. Nothing. It's just it means meaningless. nothing. You don't even remember what it was. You're now you're talking about Romans chapter four, and then you're like, oh my God. And then you know, eventually you're like, what even were we what were we even talking about? And that's a great analogy. You know, the Bible gives a, a common ground for all of us. And that, that's that's what its intention was. You know what I mean? The entire purpose of the Torah was to bring morality and, and common ground to the people. So we had we had some way to understand how to move forward as yeah. a society, you know what I mean? Some kind of baseline, some kind of some kind of guideline, and, and 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 that's what God did. So if you take God out of that, we don't we don't have any of that, you know what I mean? We don't have any any of these moral things. No. So you and know, that's what the world keeps trying to do. They just keep creating. It's what they're it's what they're doing. Yes, it's for what sure. They are they're doing. They keep creating more and more things. They're like, oh man. Look at this new invention we got. Now we can definitely pull God out because we don't need him at all. But it's like one of these days I really believe that he's going to let people see what it would be like without him. And I don't even want to fathom that. I just. Well, you know what I mean? He's been silent for a while. You know what I mean? And, and uh, there's a reason for that because he's letting man's free will just keep doing what and he's I doing. I hear all the time 
well, where's God now? Why is he letting all this happen? Where'd he go? Whatever, whatever. Well, look at the world. He didn't just leave us, guys. We just shoved him out. I mean, and you're yeah, we, still we, we doing pushed it. him out. He the didn't people leave that us. say this to me, they don't even, they literally are, they're, they're saying it in a condemning way. Like, he's so awful. How could he do this? Why did he leave us? Why did it? And it's like, it's man doing this. Right it, I mean, nature's not doing this. God's not doing this. But you I just want everybody to hear this. Man is doing this. Too, man is that, doing he it. He did not even have yeah. life. So he did yeah, God, God is not doing it. Though. We did it to ourselves. Exactly. We did we it to ourselves. So every time we have that argument. And he is just letting us see what it's like to not have him in our life. And it tells, us, it tells us all through Deuteronomy. tells us all through Deuteronomy. Uh, the, the blessings and the curses of having God in your life. Here's all the things that happen when you have him in your life. Here's all the things that happen. Well, when you live it's, it's written down. It's it written is. word it's for word for what exactly. happens. I wanted to say it was. Well, let, let's stick on Genesis. We'll get to yeah, Deuteronomy, we'll get Deuteronomy here Deuteronomy. in about but six yeah, months. If you want to find out the <laughs> answer to that question, it's in Deuteronomy. <laughs> yeah. Anyone who uh, wants it, it, to know um, why God has left us and how he could allow all these horrible things, well, I mean, just look at your life right now. How much sin do you have in it? Because we know that how much, we how much, sin how much are you life. putting? Is God a hobby in your life? Is God even in your life? So, well, how can you bring God into this at all how if you don't you bring him into anything else? Blessing you, yeah. When you don't God. even pray, you don't even know this man. And you don't even know him. So, so how are you bringing? He has no way to even because we know the scripture tells us that sin separates us from God. So he's separated from you because of your sins. That's why, that's why mm -hmm. he's not helping you. He's not just going to come help you when you won't even follow what he asked you. He only gave us 10 rules guys. And they're not that hard to follow. They're really not. Mm -hmm. like, they're yeah. actually very, the easiest rules I've ever had to follow in my life. Just 10, yeah, just 10 yeah. rules. We get, we were just like, ah, it's too many, too many. Too many but but but, but man in America we have entire buildings full of law books that we have to follow and, and we have no problem doing that. No problem that. putting our seatbelt on, following the speed no limit. Problem, we got some really ridiculous. Good, we had no problem putting a mask good, good, good. on our face. Right, right. You put a mask on your we face. I see people mm -hmm. driving in their cars with a mask on. You still do. Still to this day, I see the madness. I'm like, you can drive around with a mask on in your car with no problem, but you have a problem with adultery. And, and that, that's the same lying. person that's going to curse God for not helping. But yet, where's God in your life? To us. I have to wear a mask when I drive now. But mm -hmm, exactly. are you following the ten, just the only ten rules that you're supposed to follow? Are you are you a godly person? So why 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 do you think God, God with all your heart? Anymore? Because right. we know that if you love the Lord your God with all your heart, then following His commandments is easy. It, it, it says that in Scripture too. It's that part of your you life. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't go you out and do these things. You will follow His commandments, and it you is. Will. It's natural. Mm -hmm. It's easy. I don't even. You don't even think about them. to break any of I don't think about them. They are a sign net on my heart and I have it as a sign net in my house and I teach it to my child exactly right. as he says because I want her to live a blessed life too and I know she mm. will because I also know from scripture that if I follow his rules my family will be blessed as well. That's so, for sure, right? All these things I could talk about all the good forever and I just it, it kills me when I hear people just cast such a silly negative well, it, it's, I think it's all just misknowledge. Mis I, I, I think is. like it more is. people they learn. They have not read the book. <laughs> yeah, the more that they listen to our, our podcast <laughs> here as we walk through the Bible, they're going to understand what, what's really going on, you what's know. Really so let's on. let's finish up with the last uh, verse here because we're almost finished for time today. Okay, so we will go down to, um, okay, the fall of man. And when the woman saw that the tree was good. Okay, we got that. Well, yeah. it's good. And the Lord called. 
The Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told thee that thou wast naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? I love this because obviously God knows. Oh, God, God already knew. Yeah, it comes down like like a parrot. Like, did you eat the cookies? How you did got you chocolate know you all, were naked? You got chocolate all over your face. And you're like, I didn't eat the cookies. How did you know that you were naked? <laughs> and the man said, the woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree and I did not eat. This is important too. Cast this this blame. is huge. Yeah, Adam, blames, blame Adam Eve. blames Eve, right? Right. It was Eve. She did it. She gave it to me. She did it. But you, did you know what I mean? It, it was her. Because he was in fear of God's wrath. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. He, I'm automatically saying, well, you did it. You he gave her to it. me. She gave it to me and she told me to You do gave it. her to me, so how the can I be able to do that? You gave me. She did this to me. <laughs> I was doing great out here until you gave her to me and then she started with that. Yes. And she went over there and got the apple and, and this like, is hey, everything that we just discussed about. Passing the blame off. Just just Passing find the, the solution. Let's what are we gonna do now? Yep. And, and, it, and Adam started it. Adam started it in the first words of the uh, that he ever said to God after after he ate the apple was uh, a lie, you know, basically a blame. It was, it was a blame. It was casting. And the man yeah. said, the woman who thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree and I did <laughs> eat. And the Lord God said unto the woman, what is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, the serpent, there's another blame, beguiled oh, yeah. me and I did eat. So now we've got blame being thrown again onto the serpent, onto Satan. Of course, Satan's always going to be there. Satan's going to be there, you. tempting you, and that—that's the moral of the story. You know what I mean? And no matter where you're at, Satan Resist is going to be there. the devil, and he will flee from you. If she'd have told him to go on with his bad self somewhere else, he would have had to. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, "Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly thou shalt go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity." between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed and it shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel i do want clarification on this because i've never understood this okay i'm gonna read it one more time and i will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed and it shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel what does that mean it basically saying like uh god's going to uh satan's going to be with, with us now you know what I mean? He's, well, he's telling it's gonna, gonna, it's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt like hell. It's gonna hurt you from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet for what you just done. That's basically what he's saying. Yep, and that's what's that's what's you gonna happen. To okay. Unto the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree, of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it, cursed is the ground for thy sake, and sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall bring it forth to thee, and thou shalt eat of the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, till thou return unto the ground, for out of it was thou taken. For dust thou art, and unto dust thou shalt return. This is my favorite verse. I say this all the time. Well, but, this is a dust, dust ash, ashes. But let's go back to what what he said to Eve here. Yeah. Uh, go, go read that real quick. The, the, now he wants to. Unto the now woman, what he's telling he said, her, it, it's will, not about multiply. I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow, 
Thou shalt Stop bring forth children. Right, right. So in order to multiply, Eve's doing in her sorrow is the reason that we are existent. Because in order to, her sorrow was so big to God that he needed to fill it in millions of people because it was such a great sorrow that it had to be spread upon the land. This is the revelation this is God. This is God's sorrow. You know what I mean? And, and it's multiplied in each of us. So that, that's, that's what he's telling Eve right here. Look what you've done. Now that every child you have will carry this burden of what you've done. Sadness, you know I mean? separation from God. Sorrow. Yeah. Separation. So go, go ahead. And thy, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. Basically, to me, this is saying, like, you're not to be trusted with. Well, well it's not even. It, now, look, it uses the word desire. Desire. Okay. It doesn't explicitly mean any kind of sexual desire. No. This is desire in, in the rule. word itself. The word itself, desire. You shall not desire. You know what I mean? Not not of sexual or anything. He doesn't say that. It's the desire of having the being like the Joneses. The desire that we talked about before. You know what I mean? It, it's that desire that he speaks of that I told you about before. This is where the root of it comes from. It's this desire right here. This is it. This is you know what I mean. This is where I tell you this came from when I tell you the root of all evil. It's this. It's this desire. I found that and, scripture in James today too. It, it's, but, 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 and that's what I'm saying. That, that's that's how you know it all links back together because right here, he's telling you this desire, this sorrow is going to bring about what's going to happen down the road. You know what I mean? He's clearly saying it right here, clear as day, that this desire is going to be a part of our lives. Yeah. And, and it, it comes from the woman. Well, no, it doesn't. It comes from the man. They'll argue this all for the Bible. What's it say? Right here. Who has sorrow? Who has desire? Yeah. Who? Who? The woman. The woman. And What's really think about it, though. Women do. I, I know this to be true because I, I've seen it. I've you experienced are it. I am a woman. You are women a woman. have to constantly battle feelings of, I need Want. this. I need this. Oh, well, so-and-so has this, so I need this. Well, her husband does this, so my husband should do this. Well, her kids are like this, so I should have this. Well, they have that car, so I need... And it's constant. It never ends. It really never... We talk about it in Sunday school all the time. When and and the, man, the man's job... Is to fulfill man, that woman's desire constantly. And that's, so that's we can't stop it. We, we're, we're, God instructed us. To fulfill your desire. And so until desire you stop desiring, we have to follow God's word. It's you, the woman, like I told you, and this is where it comes from, and I'm going to show you later what I've been talking about. It is this is where it's at. Yeah. The woman, the man has to follow through God his rule, and that's to take care of her desires. It's, it's his happy wife desire. is a happy life. You have to. So, until the woman stops desiring everything, the man can't stop fulfilling the desire. Can't. It's God's, it's God's will. And you won't ever be happy if you don't. I mean, literally. Yeah, every yeah, man that's impossible. married will know it's impossible. You cannot be happy if you're not giving until your you wife. Until you fulfill her desire because she won't stop. 
It'll be incessant. It It'll be all the time. It never, she'll come never, up with schemes to get it. She'll come up with whatever it, it takes. It doesn't matter. It says right that, there in the Bible. It says it'll multiply. It'll multiply. It'll keep multiplying across all the lands of yes. her desire. Her desire to eat that apple, to be temptation. That is Eve's desire. Yeah. So, so you she think like sometimes more. I'm saying crazy it's stuff, people, but I'm not. You know what I mean? It's right it, here. I'm backing it up yeah. right here. It's, I'm backing it up with right proof. Here in the bible so yeah. but on that note we're out of time for today um we'll regain on monday and talk about uh, the rest of this amazing story yes we will go Alrighty. to uh man sent from the garden next right 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 so we'll talk a little bit more about what about adam yeah. you know what i mean i want, I want to finish up yeah, on that i want to end on, on his punishment what he has yeah yeah what what what, he, what man's supposed to do and what woman's supposed to do you know what i mean like and and how we get away and fix that and go back to christ like it's a simple solution. It's all right here. It's a mathematical formula, basically, at this point. Because I love this. Because yeah, next is together. where he names her, and yeah, this is so good. I don't even want to stop. I'm not gonna. Stop. <laughs> I'm not gonna keep reading. <laughs> so, all right, it sounds good. Everybody have a great have day. A great have a great weekend.